0: Welcome to the 21st episode of The Skills Factory, talks and ideas about skills from Europe and beyond. This is the podcast series of the European Training Foundation, the European Union agency working on human capital development in the EU neighbouring countries. Today we're going to talk about a very important subject, how to ensure young people leave education with the right skills to succeed in today's labour market. Finishing school and entering the world of work is a major milestone in the life of all young people. Making sure they are equipped with the required skills and competencies is essential to support their personal, social and professional development. Join us today as we talk about the role of graduate surveys or Tracer studies in supporting schools as they prepare young people for the future challenges of work. I'm Susie Howells and I'd like to introduce our guests Martinho Rubal-Maceda, educational expert. Welcome, Martino.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm very happy to be today with you. Thank you very much for
2: inviting me.
0: And Eva Jansova, expert in the field of skills demand analysis from the European Training Foundation. Welcome, Eva.
2: Hello, and thank you for inviting me to speak about this very interesting issue.
0: So when we talk about the transition from school to work, We refer to an important and hopefully exciting time in all young people's lives. The moment where they can find a job that enables them to put into practice all the skills they've acquired throughout their education and training. But sadly, we know this is not always the case. Young graduates often find there's a significant mismatch between their qualifications and what the labour market needs. Sometimes young people are encouraged to pursue academic degrees for which there is a relatively low labour market demand. And where there is a lack of relevant, decent jobs, they can often face long spells of unemployment or be forced into the informal economy with its inherent problems of lack of job security and employment protections. This scenario obviously impacts negatively both on them and on the economy and society as a whole. But educational institutions and policymakers do have some analytical tools available to them which can improve the success of the transition from school. One of these tools is a graduate survey, which collects data and feedback from students and graduates and analyzes it to make improvements in the relevance of education and training programs. So firstly, a very quick yes or no answer. First of all, do you think many students from the EU's neighboring regions would actually know what a graduate survey is, Eva? No. Martino?
1: No, I don't think they know.
0: And so therefore, do you think many of them would have actually taken part in one?
2: Yes, I think they would. And Martino? I think
1: they are starting to take place, but still we are far from having many.
0: Okay, so let's find out more. Eva, tell us a little bit, what actually is a graduate survey?
2: So, graduate survey, or as you said, tracer study, is a survey of graduates. It takes place sometime after the graduation, or it can also take place at the end of the training. And typically, it covers several topics. So you would see questions on the transition to labour market, questions on current occupations of the of the graduates, about uh, questions about their care, career or also to the questions uh, related to the extent uh, to which they use the acquired competencies at the workplace. So it can tell us actually a lot about the quality and relevancy of study programs, about how to improve also study conditions. But also it can provide us uh, information on the labor market and on the chances of graduates to find a job. So it can be very helpful for a school to basically get a feedback on the quality of their programmes, but also on the existing demand on the labour market. And consequently, it can actually provide a valuable feedback to the system, so to the Minister of Education, for example, for the phase of planning budgeting.
0: So Martino, tell us also about graduate surveys. Why is it that schools decide to do them?
1: With graduate surveys, schools can improve the monitoring of the young graduates insertion into the labor market. They can better understand their roles and positions on their first jobs, but they can also understand better how they use their technical and social skills in their first jobs, which is very important as an input to improve their programs. Analyzing uh, such data sets, such information can support the improvement of the transition from the school to the labour market by better matching the supply of the skills with the demand.
0: So to both, how exactly does a graduate survey work? How can asking students their opinions and feedbacks about their experiences bring about meaningful changes to training programmes? Eva. So as I said
2: before, the graduate survey is typically sent or distributed to graduates several months after their graduation. So let's say nine to 12 months, but it can also be more. So you have tracer studies that uh, follow the graduates two years after their graduation. And then, of course, the design can be various. You can follow the same graduates. You can distribute the survey several times uh, in their lives. You can also do it every year or uh, with longer intervals. You can use different data collection methods, so telephone, face-to-face, but also online tools, so that's more convenient, not so costly. But of course, you need to be able to reach the respondents. And then, of course, uh, you can have different setup. You can have more centralized. So uh, the role of schools in uh, different, let's say, institutional setup is different. So, for example, in Kyrgyzstan, we worked directly with schools that collected the information and there actually we split the survey into two phases. So we had first survey, first questionnaire that we distributed at the end of the studies of the students, so the last year students. And there we focused on questions related to teaching, learning, study conditions. And then we followed up after 9 to 12 months since the graduation with another questionnaire. But there we focused uh, more on questions related to the search for jobs, current labor market situation. And also we wanted to understand to what extent they use what they learned. Also, actually, in the case of Kyrgyzstan, the survey provided a valuable input for several schools. They knew where to invest, for example, in terms of school infrastructure, equipment, but also how to adjust the content of their study programs.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Eva. That really demonstrates how the voices and the experiences of the school and the student can actually bring about changes. Martino, what could you add to that? What is the benefit of all this analysis of all the data that's collected?
1: Well, with this, uh, with this data, schools and the system can improve monitoring of young graduates in session into the labor market. They can better understand the roles and the positions on their first jobs. They can better understand how they use the technical skills in these first jobs, but they can also understand how they use other skills, other social skills, which are more and more important and how they use them in the first jobs. Analyzing such data can support the improvement of the transition from school to the labor market by better matching the supply of skills with the demand. For instance, in Palestine, we were able to understand the importance of trainships in supporting young people to find stable employment. Those who went through trainships were more likely to have a, a stable employment in the future. It was a, a very interesting and convincing argument for the ministries to follow this direction.
0: Both those examples demonstrate how important it is to collect the data and actually the real results we get from it. On the one hand, it makes it sound that graduate surveys are actually quite a simple tool to use. But are they? Ava, in your experience, are schools happy to implement graduate surveys or are there a lot of challenges to overcome?
2: So I would start saying that for any type of survey, you need some resources in terms of people, money, tools that you use, for example, for data analysis. So everything depends also on the setup of your survey. So it can be run by an experienced research institute or like in Kyrgyzstan by schools themselves. And there you need to provide some support, some training. And also to adjust uh, the data collection processes or data management in a way that the responsible teams are able to deal with them. Also, generally, the communication is important. It's important to make clear that such data is not used to punish somebody, to punish the teachers, for example, but to really see the gaps and opportunities for improvement.
0: And Martino, do you have experience working with teachers who have had to overcome challenges in running graduate surveys?
1: Yes, of course. There are many challenges in in running a tracer study, but the schools really know the benefit of having this information. The case of Kyrgyzstan is a good one, but as well in Palestine, schools had a big role in in running the tracer study. And despite the challenges, benefits compensate those challenges. One problem, for example, might be that while the feedback might clearly identify how courses and training programs need to be updated, there can be a lack of teaching staff with uh, the relevant skills and capabilities. For example, digital and green transitions require curricula and programs to be updated, for example, and this requires time, resources, and so on. One important thing is that they should be carried out regularly to keep them relevant. The resourcing issues involved often mean that they are abandoned after one year or after a few years. In many cases, it depends very much on the willingness and effort of one person or few people rather than being embedded in the systems. This is where the tracer studies become successful, when they are embedded in the systems.
0: And Martina, what do you think are the major obstacles when collecting the data to making sure that the data you get is actually relevant and representative?
1: Well, uh, with Tracer studies, it is good to try to reach all graduates instead of having, for example, a representative sample. And the design that Eva mentioned in Kyrgyzstan, they, where they split it between an exit survey and an employer survey, is a very good one because you need to engage the students because they are the key to get the information. So when they are still at the school, you talk to them You not only conduct a survey, but you explain why the survey is done. In Palestine, for example, we try to involve the students beyond implementing the exit survey. We try to make them understood the objective of the survey, describe the final outcomes, so they understood how they will benefit and how the survey will benefit future graduates. Then the second phase of a graduate survey, the employment survey, has some challenges as well. To have updated contact details of students is very important. Otherwise, you will not get them. And having their willingness to participate. So this is why I insist on the need to engage students and their families in many cases soon in the process and explain the benefits for them and for the system. Last conclusion from the studies need to be accurate. This is important. Analysis can be done at different levels can be done at the school level or can be done at at the aggregate level, at the system level. It is important to engage institutions that are used to analyse data to guarantee reliability and accuracy. For instance, in Palestine we had the possibility to engage the Ministry of Education where there is a high quality department which is devoted to monitoring and evaluation. And this guaranteed quality as well as continuity in the analysis of the data.
0: You've demonstrated how important it is that everybody is very much on board and behind the whole initiative from the Tracer studies. And what then happens with the results is obviously just as important as collecting all the data. Ava, in your experience, who do you think has the real responsibility for taking the results, interpreting the data and then making some real decisions based on it? let's say the
2: interpretation or mostly the usage of the data is primarily the key actors uh, of the system. So the Ministry of Education or relevant agencies that are responsible for quality, for update of study programs, that are also responsible for monitoring of the education system and uh, also, most importantly, the education outcomes of the graduates. But also, the schools are important because uh, the schools uh, or the Ministry of Education should also speak uh, with the schools and uh, those are uh, the actors that make the change happen. So as I said before, um, tracer studies can give uh, clear indications what to improve, at the level of schools and the system, but uh, it shouldn't make the schools or teachers to feel punished. But also what I would like to stress that uh, results from tracer studies uh, are important sources of information for students and parents when they are, for example, in the moment when they need to choose their studies. So therefore, it's important to share the collected information and also make it available to the public
0: And Martino, when it comes again to using this data, do you find that maybe after one tracer study has been implemented that a school is more likely to feel encouraged by results and feedback and therefore want to continue its implementation?
1: Well, I do believe that once you start seeing the results, it's engaging. It's something that you feel The potential it has at the school level, but you also feel the potential it has at the system level. We have to make sure that all this information goes aggregated to the system level because it is there where some of the reforms make sense. Some of the use can be at the school level. Some should be at the system level. I completely agree that some should be at the parents level and at the families and the students. One element that we Tend to forget about tracer studies is to return back to those who are the key informants, the results. And uh, schools and educational institutions need to feel supported to make the necessary changes. For example, again, in Palestine, schools appointed focal points to conduct the tracer studies in each school. What is important for these focal points is to give them resources, to give them time to be able to do the survey. Otherwise, it is very difficult to conduct the final tracer study. So the different actors need to be engaged and feel supported to make the necessary modifications after the information is gathered.
0: So Martino, in your experience, collating the data, understanding the data, who do you think is best placed to do this? In the
1: whole process, different actors need to be involved in partnership. For the data collection, the key actors, the informants, of course, the students, but as well the schools. But there should be a partnership among different actors and the ministries, the system, different actors within the system should be involved in the collection, others in the analysis, and all of them in the use of the data.
0: Okay, so, so far we've looked very much at this transition from school to work from the viewpoint of educational institutions, but obviously the labor market is the other side of this equation. So does the graduate survey capture feedback from employers? So tracer studies show
2: employment outcomes of graduates. So they give information more in, in direct way, let's say on the skills demand on the labor market. So, through the data obtained from tracer studies, we can understand, for example, which graduates uh, enter on the labour market quicker and which graduates don't. So, it depends, for example, on the specialisation they study. We can also understand which knowledge or skills are used by the graduates at the workplace or uh, which uh, skills or knowledge they learned that they don't use. So it's uh, this is an important input, and that's what also you want to understand when you want to adjust, for example, the study programs. But tracer study is, of course, one of the tools that you may use to understand the situation on the labor market. So it's not the only one, but uh, you need to normally combine different sources of information. So besides the tracer study, you have, for example, standard sources uh, such as labor force surveys, but you may have also surveys that uh, collect feedback from employers, so the skills employer survey and similar. So it's very important to combine the different information received also from obtained or uh, from the different target group from different respondents. good example I would mention is from the EU, for example, Estonia, where you have uh, surveys of graduates, students, parents, employers, and that uh, gives you actually a nice and complete picture of the situation and you can really make changes and provide uh, relevant input to the system and uh, to see where and what to improve.
0: Thank you, Eva. We looked at the skills, we've looked at the labour market giving some feedback as well. The European Union has, has nominated 2023 as the European Year of Skills, which I think is fair to say it's a recognition of the absolute importance that is being placed on skills and the need to better equip the young people for the challenges which lay ahead. Martino, do you think that nominating next year as the European Year of Skills Is it a help? Do you think it provides an impetus for policymakers and educational stakeholders to focus more on skills training?
1: Yes, I think all the elements that publicize the importance of skills. For example, today we are facing enormous challenges at the international level, such as the energy crisis, urgent matters that need attention. But we should not forget about the importance of skills. And this nomination is important. Because the skills might be part of the solution to these challenges. So, any campaign that tries to go in this direction is welcome. And South uh, Eastern Mediterranean countries, ETF partner countries, can strongly benefit from this uh, European Year of Skills. There will be opportunities to, to exchange. So, uh, countries, good example from EU, but as well the EU can learn from good examples from the partner countries of ETF, the learning process and the benefits, uh, I think will occur in both directions.
0: And Eva, with relation to Central Asia, do you think this European Euro skills is going to be a help? Yeah, I also think that
2: it's an important step. And exactly what also Martino stressed, now in the context of changing labour market, it's also several crises and also the green and digital transition. This will give the visibility to these important issues connected with training, upskilling and the opportunities of of young people. And young people and their development are the priorities also reflected in the regional initiatives uh, supported by the European Union, such as, for example, the Daria project in Central Asia, the aim of which is actually the employability of young people.
0: We'd like to think that maybe teachers, policymakers, and students listening to this podcast will be inspired maybe to implement a graduate survey. If you had to give two pieces of advice to how to go about starting, what would you say, Ava?
2: I would say that the starting point would be for me to define the objectives of the survey. And that's the key. So I need to understand what information I need and how I will use them. And this will actually influence the design of the survey, the resources I would need, and also the stakeholders to be
0: involved. So that's, for me, the key. And Martino, what would your advice be?
1: My suggestion would be to think about sustainability from the very beginning. Sometimes... It might be better to have partial data regularly corrected. So a short tracer study that is collected every year or every two years, rather than detailed data collected once. Tracer studies and in general labor market information is interesting and important if there is continuity. So if schools believe in it, I would say that they should go for it.
0: Absolutely. And what about students? Should they feel empowered now to go and speak to their schools about implementing a tracer study?
2: Well, I think the feedback is very important and schools should seek the feedback from their students. Now, of course, it's not so easy. There should be also a certain culture no? uh, seeking, collect evidence, seeking to collect uh, feedback. But I think If this culture is established, then this may contribute to transparency and also positive school climate, which is also very important.
0: Well, I'd like to thank both of you for joining me today for this extremely interesting and insightful conversation all about tracer studies. A real honour to have you both with me. Thanks very much, Martino.
1: Thank you for inviting me. it, It has been a pleasure to share with you my experience
0: Excellent. And thanks to Ava as well. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you as well. Thanks and join us again for next month's podcast where we will be discussing the importance of career guidance. We invite you to follow the Skills Factory on all our platforms. Thanks for joining us today. Do stay tuned as there's much more to come.